listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. Oneofus.net and all of the shows on it are 100% subscriber supported. Please consider becoming a subscriber to oneofus.net. Keep the site and all of our great shows going and get some terrific bonus content as well. So this is what it looks like to watch Dave Filoni and John Favreau's Edge of Empire campaims. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a well-written story. Yeah, <laughs> this is like watching the best tabletop game of Star Wars ever performed. And believe it or not, this is way better than actually any of the movies. Okay, <laughs> that is false. I no. saw a comment a couple weeks ago that said this is just a video game. This is just a video game. No, no, I it's said a- something like that. I said that... Maybe Jedi Fallen Order should have been the show, and The Mandalorian should have been the video game. No, I guess. no, no, no. Kind of tired of <laughs> Jedi and TV shows. Dude, oh, don't even get me started on Fallen Order. <laughs> I, I like Fallen Order. But I like Fallen Order, too, but fuck. I do <laughs> well, like I'm gonna say fun. though. I'm going to say, though, that I, you know maybe it just is not you know bearing the lead kind of thing like that, but of everything I've seen of Star Wars lately, and I just saw Rise of Skywalker last week, ugh, um... This is easily one of the best things to come out for Star Wars in uh, quite a quite a while. Honestly, probably like yeah. as far as like something that's on film and not in a video game, this is probably one of the best Star Wars products because it takes its fucking time and actually tries to you know tell a story. Yeah, it has like Rogue story one and it's time. The fuck, Rogue One. Yes, it, it takes tries. time. It has three useless episodes. No, it has four oh. useless episodes. Get it right. <laughs> I don't think any of the episodes are useless. I think all the episodes are fun. And I think we're just living in a time where people having fun comes across as useless. Dude, the episode with Bill Burr is the most forgettable thing ever. I like Bill Burr's episode. Oh, okay, okay. The episode, no, there's not a bad episode in The Mandalorian, but as far as like, like as far as like actually useful to the plot, there's only four episodes that matter. Well, what anyway, the plot, uh, really. Let, 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 here, let me set this up though. First off, <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's yeah. just say, hey, I'm Justin. Hey, everybody, how you doing? Uh, over here, we got quite a team for this episode because everyone wants to talk about this show. But we got over here, Doggett. Doggett. Yes, indeed. We got Bradley. Hello. We got Julian over there being quiet. Hi. I- I'm quiet, but I'm a man, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's why he was quiet. Okay. <laughs> um, and over here, we haven't hit- heard from him in a while. It's Alan. Yeah, I somehow got dragged back into this and puns galore. Oh, God. What? <laughs> you volunteered for this. <laughs> I do that a lot. It was kind of a running thing with the Screener Squad. I somehow got roped into a lot of bullshit. <laughs> yeah, he, he volunteered, and then five minutes into the pilot, he texts me, I'm going to self-destruct. This isn't good. I have to self-destruct. Yeah, it was the, another life. I'll never forget that one. I saw the entire show in one sitting. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you well, do that to yourself? Because somebody asked me to. <laughs> That is a no, toilet yeah. time show. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> um, you know what, Alan, since you're uh, back here as well, uh, would you like to take a stab at giving a synopsis, like what this is about? Uh, all righty then. So Joel from The Last of Us decides to <laughs> go to space. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what? He finds, he finds baby Ellie on a planet. <laughs> <laughs> and has to make his way home. No. Uh, okay, so Pedro Pascal's playing The Mandalorian, and... The Mandalorian, they're bounty hunter. Uh, they're bound, uh, he's basically bounty hunting, going around the galaxy, getting all sorts of you know stuff to money so that he can continue his life. And over the course of one of these missions, that's paying him a lot, he encounters this small this small animal. And he's not exactly sure what is going on with it, but as soon as he gets, it, he realizes some sort of this this creature is very special, has a lot of power. And whoever wants them, the Imperials that are left over after the Empire fell apart, they want them for some inexplicable reason. And he just decides, you know what? No, that's not how this is going to go down. And basically runs off with the kid. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's not that inexplicable. Like, as an audience, we know it's like, oh, that's a baby Yoda. I've never seen that before. You're saying you're wrong. That is meme lord, baby Yoda. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, which that's the thing. Like everyone knows the big twist that happens in episode one, so we might as well just talk about that. We won't. We'll save other spoilery stuff for the very end of this review. But everyone's got to know Baby Yoda, which is you know it's referred to as the child, but that's the nickname everyone's pretty much given it because it's the same race as Yoda, essentially. Give me so. the child. <laughs> and stay tuned for after the, the podcast for our top ten Baby Yoda memes. <laughs> as I run the fuck out of the room. <laughs> it, it is a thing where it's starting to get a little bit to oversaturation point with how much everyone loves Baby Yoda, but I don't to be fair, it. 
It is cute. You know, I, I, I do Yeah, I guess. But I really don't get how it, this exploded. Like, the, the Baby Yoda is more popular than the show is. Because he's so memeable. You could put him in any situation and he works. I think the best one I ever saw was where they're showing uh, the Mando using his vaporizing gun, like, targeting over the ridge. Oh, and you yeah. See, they, put, they put, like, uh, what was Kill it? They had, like, freeze, they had freeze the dialogue because he's in that little bubble car thing. Just like, yes, Zabon, go kill. <laughs> <Just>. <laughs> Just cut the legs out of that Joker and Little Joker meme. <laughs> well, Whatever so that is. <laughs> just to start off, though, saying, though, that that is one thing I think actually does hold together the show really well, is that even though there's not always a direct plot moving forward, the whole thing of the Mandalorian taking care of the child throughout the course of the show actually is fairly compelling for the most part. Yeah, especially in the first couple episodes, watching their relationship grow and the Mando just open up, like, even just a little bit he opens up, it has a big impact, I think. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it really works. And uh, a lot of it helps because even though we actually don't see the Mandalorian's face until the very, very, very last episode, I think Pedro Pascal is doing a really good job emoting and creating a character for the Mandalorian. Well, or whoever was under that helmet. No, it, it, was, it was in most of the time. There's only that one episode that uh, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard ended up... Uh, doing where i think it's probably one of the action scenes where it wasn't pedro but for the most part it was pedro underneath oh, yeah the, some uh, of these stunts are very dangerous looking look, yeah, i so love pedro pascal but he's not big enough not to be in most of these episodes of the show like he's not yeah. that he's not that like famous he's, to not do it but he's i mean but the thing is he's also doing like a, he's also on like every other show ever like narcos and fucking wonder woman's on i'm sure there was some conflict where it's like hey this one week he couldn't fucking be in it because he was doing a movie the thing is is what i liked about the mando's character is at first, I thought it was going to be one of those silent characters that's like, oh, he's only cool because he never fucking talks. And he's like, oh, he's just going to be one of those, oh, I'm the greatest person in the world, but I'm never going to say anything. In the first episode, you get where it's like when there's a giant firefight happening, his character almost breaks. Where he's like, yo, what the fuck? This is fucking crazy. What the shit's going on? And I, I mean, if you, were in a, yeah. if you were in a firefight with Taika Waititi, you might break a little bit, too. Just saying. Yeah. That's but it, a really it kind cool of, droid design. It was refreshing because I expected it to be some like, oh, this grizzled war hero because of his shattered past doesn't say anything. It's like, no, he's just a regular dude. He just really. I mean, I'll be honest. He kind of reminded me of uh, of what's it called, like a flawed master chief, because he was kind of that. He's such an absentee father. I mean, he's basically just he's just playing Clint Eastwood. Like more or less, he said that. Yeah, I'm totally channeling Clint Eastwood from the man with no name. So probably, but. Uh, a freaking uh, Master Chief that actually says more than four words is really, really a good, like, at least for people that don't fucking grow up on old westerns. Like, that's a really good interpretation because it's like, yeah, he doesn't take the helmet off. He only says a few words here and there, but as the series goes on, he says more and more. But it's very, you could tell he's choosing his words very carefully. Oh, yeah. No, and I, he's very no-nonsense. And it, 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 again, you'd think that it would get boring with a character who is just so relatively unemotive and never shows his face, but they managed to create a lot of background. And I think the best thing they do to create his character is explore the Mandalorians as a culture. Because <laughs> yeah. I've always said, like, the Mandalorians are a cool thing, but there's so many different interpretations. It's like, all right, so what are the Mandalorians about? And in here, we actually do get to see more than one Mandalorian. And it's a really fascinating kind of, like, they're almost essentially the Assassin's Creed of the Star Wars universe. Kind of thing. goddamn right! <laughs> <laughs> Who are the Templar Knights? The The, the, the Empire. Yeah, I guess. The, it's the just Empire the, the Assassins versus the Empire. Star oh, Wars has so, other boring shit in it. Not that. <laughs> yeah. this is li- no, but, dude, they literally call it a creed. Yeah, but they, they do a really good job fleshing out the Mandalorian society. We only see so much of the other characters in the Mandalorians, but it really, it really gives a lot of depth to this world. And I think it's one of the great things about this show is that, you know, we've seen Last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker, and these kind of movies try to expand the universe, but they're so rigidly adhered to the classic trilogy in this one they did just enough to make it feel like they're building the universe without either pushing aside what made things work or cramming too much fan service into it i think if you guys watch it with the subtitles when his fellow mando friends speak the other mandalorians they're literally labeled like team four or oh what's that fortress game that came out of counter-strike way back in the day from half-life like there's heavy artillery mandalorian and sneaky sniper mandalorian (laughs) pretty silly oh they're class mandalorian with deep personal issues thank you (laughs) that is fucking weird i did see one of them carrying a baseball bat and running around the the map (laughs) scout mandalorian (laughs) spy mandalorian pirate pirate mandalorian is personally my favorite 
<laughs> Ninja's way cooler. Yeah. No, so, I mean, again, I feel like this is a, it's done a great job expanding the universe that feels in line with what's been established. It's not trying to be flippant like Last Jedi is, but it's also not trying to be J.J. Abrams slavish to the old series. Yeah, I, I think one of the issues that I do have, as much as it's trying to do that, I feel like it's still, it's still held back. Because I feel like there's stuff they can do. Like, like they, there's a situation where the, the essentially the plot just kind of stops for them to go on random space adventures, <laughs> and that's kind of cool. But like, I feel like like when you have a situation where you you have such a small amount of episodes, every episode matters. So yep. when you start to just do this kind of filler stuff that feels like it doesn't really amount to anything, it really for me drives the quality of the show down to where I'm like, this is just mediocre. Like the show is good. But I think people are only enjoying it because this is probably one of the best Star Wars product. But if you take what's actually happening in the show, it's kind of mediocre. Alan, uh, you know, Alan, 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 I love you. I love you so much, man. We go back like Cadillac. But I'm gonna tell you right now, if you don't what? like, if you don't like the Samurai Jack model, then you can just take your ass to the door because this is Samurai be a... Jack is has 20 episodes per season. <laughs> Not the newest well, Samurai one. Samurai Jack goes on. The, the, the last. You mean the last matter. one? <laughs> Anyway, uh, I mean, I kind of agree with what you're saying overall. Like, it's a weird thing where the way this show is designed and structured is very, hmm, like, like you said, it's one, it's, it's very long. old school. At yeah. At least that's what I thought. Like, in its style of just everything it does, its music and, like, almost the air of silliness to it, it is very, very old school Western through and through. Oh, oh well, not even old school Western, it's old school TV. Because, like, again, like, the whole episodic model they're doing where even though there is a through line, there is, like, a good stretch of, like, three middle episodes that are just, and then they do this stuff kind of and thing. And then they go yeah, on th- some Wacky of those... Space Adventures with the Mandalorian and his baby. How old are they? Yeah, exactly. This <laughs> well, should season two be <laughs> yeah. 24 episodes or something? Well, that no, sounds no. Like, like, no, no, I'm, no. Okay, I'm not saying it. that you should jump okay. to 20 episodes. I'm saying that if you're going to do, like, if you're going to do something, have it so that the plot is able to, okay, uh, right now, like, I binged Black Lightning, like, eight episodes of that, and that okay. does more in eight episodes than this does in three episodes, because there's only really three episodes that really actually, or four episodes that really actually matter. Um, I wouldn't say exactly that. There is some filler in here, but it's also weird that this show is incredibly short. Like, outside of the episode length, each oh, episode's yeah. only about half an hour to 45 minutes apiece. Look, guys, this I, would I would agree with you, but this stuff is weekly, though, so it's like, it, I was kind of okay with all that. I, I... My well, what issue was is that, that you were waiting for it to happen? Because for me I, and my kids, we enjoyed every episode, even the ones where he's like, "Stay here, baby Yoda. I gotta go." Get I just some felt that it was so. I stop. felt it was basic. Like even even when they had action <laughs> scenes, some of the action scenes were great, but some of the action scenes were, were really basic. And I think it's just people overhyping this product because this product to me is is good. But first, uh, there's an episode later on where he fights a bunch of droids, and that's a half decent choreographed fight scene. But seeing the internet explode like that's the first time they've ever seen a fight scene, I'm just like, what are you talking about? I can show you 15 fight scenes from this year alone that are better. Let it's me the first a... time we've seen a fight scene in Star Wars without lightsabers. Ding, ding, ding. But that's what I mean, though. That's what I mean. Is people are overhyping this show because of the fact that it says Star Wars. If this well, was just... the aesthetics of Star Wars are pretty popular, dude. The aste- I don't know yeah, if but... you knew that. <laughs> the aesthetics yeah. of Star Wars are popular, but they're overhyping this essentially mediocre scene that we're seeing. But because it says Star Wars in front of it, it's suddenly better than it needs to be. I, did you I, I, see I get... Rise of the Skywalker? That was overhyped the movie. That's what Yeah, I know it was overhyped is, the movie. Man. I'm not saying that, that Rise of the Skywalker is better or even good. Rise of Skywalker, that's the greatest movie ever produced. So no, it isn't. Ah. It's not John Wick. <laughs> Alan, let me tell you something you're not going to like. The Mandalorian yeah. is the fifth best children's show of the decade. <laughs> okay, that... I would agree with no, that. I don't know where you pulled that out of your ass, but leave it there. Put it on all of us that the four most underrated shows of Pecora on there. I'm calling you out in the recording. It is. Here's a children's show. Just to focus a little bit, what you say about a children's show is kind of one thing I do have a fault with this show is that sometimes the show can't exactly find its voice. Because, uh, like I mentioned earlier, is that uh, John Favreau Agreed. and Dave Filoni were in charge of this. And Favreau we know from, like, Elf and Iron Man oh, and uh, Chef and a bunch of stuff. And then Dave Filoni... Uh, been... Cowboys and Aliens. Come on. I'm trying to avoid that Oof, one. I thought it was uh, relevant. Dave, Dave Filoni also was in charge of the Clone Wars and Rebels TV series. And it Ugh. feels like... They're trying to carry the tone of that, where even though it tries to be gritty and dark at points, it's also trying to be accessible to families and children. And sometimes it nails the tone well enough where it feels focused. And other times, like, 
I, I gotta say that the opening episode was one of the weakest ones for sure, because there's that whole bit with uh, Brian Posehn and Horatio Shands as um, an alien and some other bounty hunter stuff that was just so goofy. They were just like, I mean, hey, uh, he, he, uh, Horatio was the blue alien, was just like, oh, I need to empty my, uh, I need to use the vacuum tube to be able to use the bathroom. I feel like I'm molting. And, uh, rah, rah. It's just like, no, that was fine. Uh, I mean, I, I, just, just, no, like, I, I don't the, necessarily the, disagree with you, especially with the finale episode where somebody on Facebook was like, yeah, this is a robot chicken sketch. I'm like, this, this is a fucking robot chicken sketch. Holy shit, that finale. Well, again, that's what I'm saying, though, is that I, it feels like the show sometimes doesn't know what its voice is, you know? No, it's it's going for a lot all at once. That's why I was just saying, overall, it feels silly because otherwise I can't fucking get with it and it's just, like, too dumb. But if you just go with the flow of it, like, it's it's not that smart. And like Bradley was saying, it doesn't really, like, deviate that much from the plan. But, like, that's okay for some people. I was also expecting more, so I agree with you guys. But as far as what I got, I thought it was, like, just a decent romp in the space. Yeah, and, and I want to This is the curse of the golden ages of television. Alan, you're greedy. You want everything oh, to be I'm fantastic. Sorry, no, I'm not greedy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I have standards. <laughs> I'm sorry that I've watched television this year alone that is better than any episode of The Mandalorian. Maybe like the thing that is frustrating I've seen better about fight the show. Scenes on CW than I've seen in the entire. Okay, dude, it's not all about the fucking I, fight scene. Yeah, yes, it, you can I'm sorry, but they have fight show scenes on there silly, and they're mediocre. Julian's point. How do Star Wars without silly? That's silly. Okay, and anyway, anyway, everybody settle down. <laughs> but I will say this, like uh, some other focused points to try to get across. Uh, what I found interesting, too, is that the show really varied depending on who was directing the episodes, because there's only four directors this season. It was um, Dave Filoni, Rick Famuyiwa, who did that movie Dope uh, back in the day, uh, and then Bryce Dallas Howard, who I guess just got a deal because her dad did Solo, where it's like, hey, uh, if I direct this movie, my daughter gets to direct a show. Um, no, she did a way God. better job than he did. That was uh, episode four, job, right? Man. That she did. It was the one uh, with the, uh, the first time you meet Gina Carano's character. Yeah, yeah, when you meet It, it was the one with the shrimp fisherman, right? Yeah, 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 that one. I, Which, like, people did not like that episode. That was one of my favorites because I was like, okay, I've seen so much of Star Wars... I've never seen the bitch ass farmers, and I love me some bitch ass farmers. <laughs> Luke, I love the trading montage. I love a trading montage. I mean, it, it was basically just Seven Samurai. Like that's literally what that episode was. It was just Seven yeah. Samurai crammed into a half hour. So yeah. Or for people that are too young to remember that, it was that uh, the Magnificent Seven with with a uh, fucking uh, Denzel Washington. Same thing. Yeah, oh, exactly. No that's what I'm saying. For people that are too young to remember that, and, and yeah. like in the style of Rise of the Skywalker, that episode was a TV show. It was a toy advertisement. It was an amusement park advertisement. They're killing all these birds with one stone. Like, they had a Yoda <laughs> toy commercial in that episode. It was great. Yeah, no, but uh, the two best directors, I would say, because I realized there was five, not four. Um, Deborah Chow, who directed episodes three and seven. Like, this woman's the one who's going to be in charge of the Obi-Wan series. And, my goodness, she, I, she's totally up for the task, I there's think. There's something personally. that you're saying, and I think Star Wars has this huge fucking problem in which everybody that wants to direct something wants to put their own personal fucking touch on it. That's why not only does the fucking quote-unquote trilogy that just fucking went through was a shit show because it had too many people doing too many things, and this show has its inconsistencies. I think for the Obi-Wan series, you need to have one person... I don't know if you can have one person directing all fucking like eight episodes, but there needs to be some consistency with these shows, or it's going to get to the point where people are like, yeah, there's only like four good episodes. I mean, in, in I mean dude, you've watched enough TV to know that it's basically you need a producer who can yeah. go, okay, sit the fuck down, this is the plan, observe Exhibit A, watch me. Well, and the person know? who's that here was John Favreau because he wrote almost every single episode of the, of the show. And, he's and show that's what holds this together yeah. for sure. John Favreau has some really smart beats that he has in there. It's just that, I don't know about you guys, but I was excited for this. Like, before I'd seen any episodes, I was like, man, there's going to be a moment where the shoe drops and it's going to be like, what the fuck is going on? And it never happened. Like, I was really ready for there to be some sort of twist in this. I agree, and I think that the biggest problem with that is the fact that, yeah, it, it, it's called Star Wars. If this was anything else, if this was another show, another whoever that gives a shit, if this was Cowboy Bebop, I think it would have been... No, I'm, I'm so exhausted, you guys. I'm so exhausted of everybody wanting something to have a twist in it. Like, really? no, yeah, I just what, want something that with a little bit more like been. nuance to it. That's right, like, Bradley. Smite what? them. Smite them all. No, Julian said this earlier. The show's not that smart or deep. It really fucking Every is. Every single it. Star but, Wars twist except for one was good. 
but but okay but but bradley you keep saying star wars like that's my problem with this product is the packaging is i'm sick of the star wars packaging that's essentially allowing mediocrity to exist if you, if you hate star wars you hate star wars i don't know what to tell you i don't hate star wars i just hate, I just hate the fan base that is okay with accepting mediocre products but here's the thing again i don't think this is so much as mediocre it's just is a straightforward show because even by the time we get to the final episode directed by taika watiti i'm just like yeah there wasn't really any surprises but on the whole i would say it was still executed solidly it's just it is what it is. It's a Star Wars TV show yeah. meant to be entertaining and to make you feel like, oh, that was fun. There were some likable characters. There were some fun parts. There were some good episodes. And then you're kind of done with it when you're done. Although, to be fair, I will say that it left on a note where I'm like, I would still want to see a season two, which is happening next year, apparently. And, and just to be clear, when I say a twist, I just, I mean some sort of, like, incentive for me to, like, go like, oh, so that's where they're going with this. Because, okay. I mean, it, like it's, it's a bit of... Like something, dude, because like you're saying, Justin, it was very straightforward and I found it like kind of predictable. Like, oh, there, I, there, there was no way they were going to kill baby Yoda. Like when they like, are we would it be a spoiler to say things that, that happened? I oh. thought that I legit thought they were going to kill Why would you think that, that kill a because baby Because that character too TV? powerful to exist. Kill a baby <laughs> on a family show? Are you out of your mind? Hey, The Witcher did it. That was not a family show. <laughs> Yeah, the Witcher is a very different show. Look, the, <laughs> the, best, show. the best part about the show is also its greatest weakness, which is every individual episode of this season could have been a pilot episode. <laughs> uh, Actually, yeah, he's not wrong. Yeah, that's true. Kind of, yeah. No, I, I can see the that. Bill Burr episode, like, that easily could have been the start. So these all could have been just yeah. separate pilot episodes. This could have been a cool, like, little, like, test. Like, ooh, who are we going to keep around? Uh, he's actually not wrong. Well, okay, so here's the thing, too, that I wanted to point out is, like, uh, just to move on to something else, is that I feel on the whole the cast was good. Like, I wouldn't say there was any, like, oh, this person was the standout for the whole show other than Pedro Pascal. But, you know, you got a pretty big group of people here. you got Carl Weathers as, you know, Grief Karga, the guy who's in charge of the guild. Uh, okay, you know what? I, was I saying, love silly Star Wars names. Oh, yeah. One person I felt stood out just because I love this person is Werner Herzog as the client who hires the Mandalorian. Cause I was any- going to say, dude, he's pretty awesome. Yeah. Anytime that dude shows up, I'm just like, can we just keep him? Like, just just let him stick around. I, I just want to hear him talk <laughs> the entire time. Um, we only have the budget for about an episode's worth of content. <laughs> he had a Han Solo I, I contract. Yeah. I live in outer space. <laughs> yeah, but then um, we also got uh, Nick Nolte as that guy Queel, um, the little mechanic dude, which, I mean... That guy was cool. I thought he was a cool character. Um, that ta- was ta- one ta- of the stronger additions to the show, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Taika Waititi is an IG-11 droid, which, <laughs> I mean, it was a very Taika Waititi-type performance, but it was good, I thought, too. Um, the only people I thought... I didn't even know that was him until you said something, so... Oh, well, really? I-, I could I could hear his New Zealand accent come through every now and then with the droid. I'm just like, oh, that's him. Um, the only person I felt was... New Zealand? <laughs> Space New Zealand. That's where the IGs <laughs> come from. Uh, the only person I felt was a little... like. This person's just not normally an actor, and I think they're okay, but uh, Gina Carano, when she shows up, I'm like, she's good for a former wrestler, you know, or a former MMA fighter. But I'm like, yeah, she's, yeah. wow, she's she seemed MMA like fighter. she was a wrestler, because she didn't seem like an actor. She's good well, for no, Star good. Wars. Well, oh she's actually... I'm gonna fight you so hard! She's actually strong and can work a fight scene. That's Oh, yeah, no, they, they hired her because she can do her own stunts, essentially. And that's the thing, Absolutely, it's like, she I, can. I've seen her be good in stuff, like Haywire she was really good in, oh, yeah, and sure. um, she was also in uh, Deadpool. She was Angel Dust, the one that uh, Colossus fights, where I'm like, okay, she can be a fine actor and a fine physical performer. And here, they ask her to do a lot of, uh, you know, character work, and I'm just like, eh, she's not quite there yet. She, she reminds me of The Rock when he was first starting out. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Hey, the Scorpion King. No, I meant like uh, like faster, where they try to make him like cry on screen. Oh fuck! Faster. Yo, that's a great movie. I'm not. <laughs> no, <gonna> Fire's <laughs> a piece of shit. Yeah, but then uh, some of the background characters, like I mentioned, with like having Brian Pesane and uh, Horatio San, some of the other ensemble cast uh, who come in for like cameos and such are just okay. Like, I'm sorry, I just can't take Bill Burr seriously. Like when he showed up, I'm just dude. like, that dude. Like, as you never I- watched Breaking Bad. I mean. He's fine. Like he's fine for a minor character in Breaking Bad, like because he's supposed to be kind of funny, along with um. He's what's literally his name? almost playing. I don't want to say the same character, but it feels like he's just kind of like, hey, after Breaking Bad, he just went to space. No, no, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Though I'm like, yeah, he's just playing Bill Burr essentially. You know, he's Bill Burr as. Was... Uh, <laughs> I don't even remember Bill Burr in Breaking Bad. I, I mean, I was gonna say one of my pre- uh, favorite performances, like uh, 
cameos was Jason Sudeikis. I thought that he kind of stole. Oh, you mean in the robot chicken skit? <laughs> the literal robot. Uh, it's a great sequence. Yeah, just it, really it doesn't mean it's a robot chicken sketch. Dude, I, I did not feel like that was sketch, man. that did not feel like a robot chicken sketch at all. It felt like they were expanding on the stormtroopers. Robot chicken would have no made it all. rude for no reason. I'm joking. I liked it, but it is kind of funny. Where it's like it is a very Taika Waititi slash robot chicken like scene kind of it's thing. The, my issue with that is as much as do I did I enjoy? It? Oh fuck yeah, I had a great time with it. It does not fit the tone of this show. To which a few moments yes, ago, yes, it does. The first episode has all. a goofy scene like this shit. Not that, not to that degree. It's like pretty it has goofy, some goofy the first moments. Episode. But as far as like, it, it really doesn't feel. Dude, I felt like I was watching Red versus Blue for a second. Like it literally was that exact same sequence. Where I'm like, this I mean, doesn't fit. Red versus Blue feels like Clerks combined with Star Wars, so, I mean, I don't, I don't see the problem. I see the problem is with the show that's basically, I want to say most of the time, has been decently serious, and then let's just have this two-minute, like, going back and forth. I'm like, okay, But, like, to me, it kind of encapsulated the whole series, because, like, when we first see Stormtroopers in this series, they look like fucking dirty people who are angry they're like hey what's up am i gonna fucking kill you okay i'm not like they i feel like they're really like empowered in their own like uh i don't know what the word is but they're they're feeling themselves so to speak they're like yeah no, they just, a just thinks he's, a, he's a, a great comedic genius and just wants to have five minutes of stormtrooper Alan, i'm gonna put you in shit. my bag and hit you on the head in one second if you don't listen to me, okay? <laughs> yeah they're abusing a child during <laughs> this sexual too quickly Anyway, anyway, um, but yeah, there's a, there's a lot of other people show up too. I mean, there's even a gratuitous sequence where they have all the directors cameo as X-wing pilots in that uh, prison episode, <laughs> which that I was, was like, silly. Wait, that was silly. It was kind of fun. It was cute, but I'm like, oh wait, that's Dave Filoni, Rick Famuyiwa, and Deborah Chow. Okay. Yeah, everybody wants their own thing with Star Wars. Star Wars is. Like, I would take a Star biggest... Wars moment. Yeah, Star Wars is I the would. biggest franchise in, in all of existence, and everyone wants to be a part of it. Well, yeah, but, be. you know, I, I will say production-wise, though, like, in terms of, like, production on, like, visuals and set design and that stuff, this show is top-notch overall. Like, oh, oh way, fuck yeah. Yeah, they clearly spent a lot of money giving this as much of a glossy look as they could. Because they even got uh, the guy who shot Rogue One to shoot the first episode as well. So that's why his color scheme with, like, the shadowy kind of gray look is throughout the entire season. Well, And, and that's and the why... best part of Rogue One, too, is the look and the aesthetics of everything. Yeah, I agree with oh, that 100%. as well. And, I think that and the fights. That I like. No. I'll fight you. I'll fight all uh, you. Uh, there's only one good fight, and that was Donnie Yen. So fucking Donnie Yen should have got more to do. No, it's you with goddamn Darth Vader right. In the fucking hallway, goddamn it. And anyway, point. If I can finish that fucking point, one of the things I like what they did, especially the first couple of episodes, is the fact that they have a character that essentially doesn't speak that often. So they're doing a lot of stuff visually to actually get what emotion they want to get across without dialogue is really interesting. Because at no point does anyone go, "I'm feeling kind of sad." You just you almost can see it on in his face, even though that is his blank expression with the helmet. He, they're able to do it with the right music, the right lighting, to actually get you to feel what needs to be felt. It was pretty yeah, weird exactly. when they played "Hello Darkness," my old friend. I will say too that I mean it was funny where they got um, Louis Goranson to do the music who did Black Panther and at first I was a little put off because they're really trying to experiment with a new yeah, sound like when the, the weekend just started showing up it was weird yeah but <laughs> but but at what? some point I started to get used to the style they're going for because they're going for like a like kind of like a new age pop western vibe with it almost yeah. I, <laughs> it was, that, that, yeah. yeah yeah I'm pretty sure I called it when I, I said I, Samurai Jack <laughs> not, really. Eh, not really. This is just Cowboy Bebop. No, yeah, Cowboy kind of Bebop was cooler than this. You're right. That's what I, my point is. It's like, so season two, up your game up. If you're, you're not cool, you're not Cowboy floor, Bebop. But you got up it up. Cowboy I, Bebop I doesn't think... have a through line in a lot of episodes. They have an episode about leaving shit in their fridge too long, and it's a great episode. <laughs> I think that even though some of the music is like not the best, I, I commend them for being able to convince Bob Iger to let them take the risk, you know, to oh, like yeah. have like some guitar riffs in Star Wars. That's that's pretty wild. Yeah, and I mean, I kind of like that main theme now. Like, I wasn't as crazy about it at first, but it started to get, it was starting to grow on me over time. Yeah, me too. Yeah. No, I, I like it when they're like, "Hey, we're trying. To, we're not trying to sit there and be like, hey, John Williams, could you just do everything for Star Wars forever?'" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I think we've covered quite a few of the big points about this show. Cause we, we haven't yeah. talked about the best character in the whole show. I have spoken. Yeah, but, oh, we did. Quill, the Nick, Nol- Nick Nolte's character. Yeah, we got to talk more, though. He's the best character in the show. Yeah, because, I mean, to be fair, he is a great character because he's a very grounding presence for everybody, you know? And he's a great actor, too. Yeah, he's also he's <laughs> he's also one of those characters that has a moment that, like, fully stopped the show. He's like, hey, by the way, um, the new movie comes out next week, and I'm going to establish this cloning planet. Okay, never mind. Don't forget I said that. Oh, I didn't even catch that. <laughs> oh, that was, that was a reference, he, he, too. He fucking talks to that lady. He's like, mm, you you remind me, were you a clone? You remind me of this planet I worked on that you've never heard of before. I don't know but, if that was this silly. But when you but... watch Rise of Skywalker, you're like, oh, that's from that episode. Wait, is that what oh. that was supposed to be about? Because I thought that was just a reference to the Clone Wars. No, he was talking about, I, I, I thought it was a Clone Wars reference, but I think, because I remember they said there was a direct reference to the movie. It's basically Are, are you fucking got... kidding me? That, oh, Jesus Christ. It's I mean, the that's not greatest the greatest commercial of all time, Alan. Whatever, whatever fucking rating I gave it on the last podcast I was out, it gets knocked two points down. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I gave it like a three. You mean three well, points up. Do you know about the Fortnite reference, Alan? Dude, <laughs> what? I fucking died. <laughs> tell me about the Fortnite reference. What the, you know I will the tell message you. that Palpatine apparently sets out? The only place you can find it is in Fortnite. All right, uh, I'm going to go kill myself. Yeah, that's actually canon dialogue that was not put in the movie is in Fortnite, (laughs) in that case. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, yikes. I don't even hate Fortnite like that, but, like, fucking K, are you serious right now? Not the Star Wars game that came out two months prior. Remember when we used to criticize The Matrix for releasing a comic book? Boy, I'm sorry, Wachowskis. No, <laughs> fuck you. You deserve every hatred you get. Any, anyway, I mean, there's a, yeah, but uh, Nick Nolte's character was great. And I will say that on the whole, when I think about each episode, because I have to kind of judge them episodically in my reviews, they're saying like, yeah, like, I would say the best episodes were any of the episodes Deborah Chow directed and that final episode Taika Waititi did. But there's a couple weak ones, notably the two episodes Dave Filoni directed. And that fifth one especially is probably the weakest episode of the whole, of the whole season. The uh, absolutely. One. The one what with that kid, about, uh, the, 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 oh, the apprentice. Oh, yeah, that one where they fucking waste, uh, what's her face from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, uh, Ming-Na Wen? Yeah. yeah. Oh, like, she's a great you actress know, and a great a... fighter, and they waste her. They don't even give her a cool fight. She just yeah. gets shot and dies. I'm like, yeah, that was pretty weak. I'll agree with yeah, that. Yeah, and also that kid, uh, Jake Cannavale, that dude's awful. Like, he is not well, a He was supposed to be awful, though, right? Like, try yeah, I... too hard to impress... Oh, no, no, no. Guys. I'm not saying the character. I'm saying the actor himself is not very good. Oh, okay. So. Eh, I think he was fine. He, he played what he needed to play. I thought he was I good guess, but Wars. it was also the weird thing, like, immediately after he did that, he started going like, yeah, but, you know, those movies aren't all that great. Like, he was doing some smack talking he's on the Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, he's right. Yeah, but he was, like, talking against the fan base. I'm just like, dude... Fuck the fan base. You're in the weakest episode of the show. Don't... Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm curious, before we wrap it up, Justin, can we go around and see what everyone's favorite episode is? Because I'm going to go out on limb and say it's either going to be the last episode or one of the first three. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I'll just go first. I'll say that I think the third one was my favorite until the last episode, which I think was the best directed episode of the whole season. But I will say I'll give a runner-up prize to episode six with the uh, the whole prison ship thing because I thought that was super cool. It was okay, a little bit too Star Warsy for my Star Wars, but yes. <laughs> I'm sorry, did you want mean? some? I, I'm not gonna. Did you lie. not want some Star Wars in your Star Wars? <laughs> I like the prison episode a lot too. Every time I would like, there was a bunch of moments where they were. Try- it felt like they were trying to go. Eh? It's a little bit of a crew we got here. Eh? Look at them. There's a tall one. There's a small one. They're adorable. I'm just saying, any episode that finds a way to crowbar Clancy Brown as a cameo, that's fine by me, you know? The Mando Fair. Crew Serial. Ask your parents. <laughs> but anyways, um... Disney.com is signing for Disney. But ask your parents first before going online. <laughs> well, then, Alan, I guess, what would you say is your favorite episode of the season? Uh, straight up, first one. I'll oh, the first one, out. really? I think the first one, to me, is the most consistent. Gives me the most of what I want. Does a lot of interesting stuff with lighting and visuals so that the character doesn't need to talk, but is still able to emote. Has, like, some of probably the... Like, obviously the second and the last episode are probably the best fight scenes, but has some of the most interesting fight scenes that give me the show hope. I'm like, okay, they can, they actually can do a fight scene in this universe and not have it be garbage. 
And oh, I, I liked everything with the characters. The fucking... Uh, the fact that it broke... The, like, my mind of what the character was going to be got broken with the first firefight like, that they have there. Because I didn't expect them to have a firefight. And the fact that they did and it was awesome. Like, you're giving me characterization. Characterization during an action scene is always my favorite kind of characterization. And you do a lot of interesting stuff with a cool twist. I'm like, yeah, this is everything I want from the show in the first episode. Yeah. No, I, I, I didn't like it as much at first, but I just rewatched it over Christmas. And the first episode is better once you see it the second time. I it's think. consistent. Like, the first yeah. episode oh. is like the first episode to The Walking Dead. It's kind, it, it's, it's kind of <laughs> mediocre the throughout, but the last part is like amazing, and then it sets up like, man, this show's going to be amazing. Then you watch the rest of the show. Wow, that's actually I, pretty good the fucking... first episode, first of all, uh, if you're going to talk shit about 28 Days Later, just fucking throw it out there, okay? <laughs> yeah, well, but... well, I'll talk about... No, 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 28 Days Later is great. We'll talk shit about 28 Weeks Later, but that's another podcast. Uh, but anyway, anyways, uh, Doggy, what would you say is your favorite episode then? Uh, well, really, honestly, I'm gonna, I don't want to be generic, but yeah, it's the third episode and the sixth episode second. Because I like the first episode, but there's like 20 minutes of goofiness that I, I, I could have done without. I could have done a 30-minute pilot episode, if I'm going to be honest. Yeah, no, uh, then uh, Bradley, what would you say? I like the finale the best, mostly because when I watched this first episode with the family, I kind of sighed and was like, okay, I can get through this. And then, you know, he finds the package, and I was all, hello, what's this then? And by the finale, when we finally, and this is the most original thing I've ever seen in Star Wars, an actual parent taking care of a child. That, this is the first time that's been done, guys. All the yeah. other parenting is, do I toss this in the trash and hope it has a good life? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Just it in the desert. It seems to work out. Sh- should we separate these kids? Hopefully they don't fuck later. I mean, that was the best thing about this was that they went through the trash compactor of Star Wars and they played within that garbage. <laughs> yeah, there you well, go. Then, Julian, what would you say is your favorite episode? Yeah, I've been... I don't know, because I think that the first episode strictly survives because of that twist and the surprise of that. I was like, oh, an inspired thing. Oh, what's that doing in my Star Wars? Uh, (laughs) But I really think that episode two, just because there was so much mystery the first time I saw it and... And seeing that baby Yoda do make the I got a poop face and have like you know the fucking Jedi powers, that was that was a great moment because you know it's coming, but they executed it really well. And there was that was a fun episode that still had managed to show flaws in the Mando, and they introduced that great character uh, because this is the way. <laughs> no, his was and I, I have, have spoken. spoken. I, I, I have spoken. spoken. Sorry. Okay. I was, you know, I'll save what I have to say about that for the very end if we want to do any mild spoiler details. But because uh, <laughs> I had one thing, I was like, oh, if there was one thing they missed out with that character at the very end. Let, of the season. Let's jump into the spoilers, Justin. No, let, let's first, do our bro. Let, yeah, let's do our final th- let's do our final thoughts first before sure. that. So, um, yeah, you know, I'll just start off just so everyone else can go. But uh, I, I was, I've been so back and forth in this show because, like I said, the first episode it was okay. It, it had some good parts, but it had some goofy parts, like Doggett said. And then by the third episode, I'm like, I'm in. That was, like, the best episode of the season. Then it fell down a bit for a bit, and then it built itself back up. Like, it would just it just kept winning and losing me, but then it finally won me by the very end. So, like you said, it's very straightforward. It's just Star Wars, but with even more Western stuff in it. And on the whole, it's solid. It's easily... I would say it's the best thing on Disney+, Plus, but it's, like, the only original show they got on <laughs> Disney+. Plus. <laughs> It's like, what, you can either watch this or you can watch The World According to Jeff Goldblum or the High School Musical Show. You know, Mandalorian is the... High School Musical, the series, the movie, or whatever the fuck it was called. It's High School Musical, the musical, the series. There we go. Mandalorian Uh, is the coolest kid on the playground who is homeschooled. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so, but that is to say that, I mean, it's not the only reason to subscribe to Disney+, because, you know, if it was only because you watched Mandalorian... Well, yeah. Did they fix the problem? Yeah, I was just saying, like, if it was only for its original content, there wouldn't this wouldn't be the reason to subscribe to Disney Plus. But it is very, very solid, and I totally recommend checking it out. You know, and give it give it some time. It will it will work over you. So I'm gonna give it uh, eight out of ten types of currency that look like flan. Flan is good. (laughs) That look like flan. You remember the calamari flan that they gave (laughs) at the beginning? Was like, I can't pay you with this, but I can play you with this squishy thing. Squishy thing. I can't use I do thing. not remember them using pocket pussies as currency, but oh I will have goodness. to go hey, back and sells. see them exchange <laughs> squishy things. 
You got it's, <laughs> You will see it, and you'll go, oh, that's weird, but kind of funny. <laughs> that's a pocket pussy, but yeah. Um, well, you know what? Uh, Doggett, why don't you go ahead? Well... I was I'm be, I was not being insulting when I said this is the fifth greatest te- kid, children's television show of the decade. I think this is a very good family show. It's some great Star Wars material for 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 what for six dollars a month. I guess I'm getting my money's worth here. I'm gonna give this seven out of ten best memes of the decade. <laughs> I, oh my god, I want to fight you so badly right now. <laughs> um, Bradley, what do you think? I enjoyed this a lot. My favorite thing about Mando is his tenacity. I love it when characters actually want to live. In that episode, I think it was the second one, when that, um, what was it, a dewback lizard giant oh, thing Oh, the, 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 the mudhorn? Mudhorn? Yeah, whatever it was, was charging him, and he, like, badassly pulls out his knife, and clearly he has no chance of surviving this encounter, but he tries, and very cool. Very cool. I also like that the Jawas had their big sand crawler in that episode. Oh, I'm just a big Star Wars nerd. So good. Yeah. Oh, those gosh dang so Jawas. It panders <laughs> to me so air, nicely. Yeah. What? <laughs> we live in a so. we live in a decade where things are just directly pandered to us, and we just got to decide for ourselves: Am I okay with this? And in this case, I was okay with this. It worked out. They sure. g- he gave them what they wanted. It, it was a plot, you could say, right? Yeah, Baby yeah, Yoda's yeah. adorable. Like I don't, I don't like being shamed for pointing out the obvious. Baby Yoda is adorable. I'd protect Baby Yoda. You'll buy one with my for each of your life. kids. I couldn't buy one this Christmas, and I was. I'll furious. die on this hill. Baby Yoda's overrated. Anyways, uh, yeah, really fun family show. Exciting. I, again, love the fact that it's about a parent for once because parentals in Star Wars are garbage. Terrible people, all of them. Every single one of them. So I'm going to say, hmm, let's go with seven bounty pucks out of ten. All righty. Um, Julian. Uh, I, uh, I think that that episode you just mentioned, the second episode, was probably... My favorite, but just when you were talking about it, you reminded me why I think it's flawed. You guys remember, and this is very mild spoiler, that hairy beast, when he kills it, like, he, like, touches it with his, like, little laser knife, and it's like, <laughs> oh, I'm super dead. It was like, whoa. That no, killed I was that irritated thing? and it went to sleep. <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> I did not know that the Mandalorian carried NyQuil with him on hand for self-defense. <laughs> Space Nyquil. <laughs> I gotta get me one of those knife quills. But <laughs> I, I, I really think that there is. This was a good attempt. I, I don't think that it was one hundred percent. I think there is a lot of room for improvement. I think that they can explore even more this character, and they can take it further. I have a lot I want to say that's spoiler stuff that I thought was kind of silly in that episode, but appropriately Star Wars silly. Uh, There was some boring stuff, and there was some good stuff. Uh, I think that all the people who work behind the scenes, you you did, you done good, kid. Uh, But just try and keep the mouse out of the room so you can focus on telling me a story and make me give a shit. Uh, I'm going to give this... uh, seven and a half uh, times that Werner Herzog made me go, ooh, what's that guy going to do with that baby? (laughs) Again, literally any time Werner Herzog came on, I'm just like, okay, everyone be quiet. I want to hear what Werner Herzog says. (laughs) Let's not waste any time. Let's get to the spoilers, guys. No, but Alan, last but not least, (laughs) here you go, man. Alrighty then. So when I first saw the first few minutes of this, uh, like the months ago, I was super excited because I'm like, hey, I've always said this, that television is a better medium for telling stories than movies are. And especially after watching fucking how many like how many Star Wars movies that are just a mediocre trash, especially with Rise of Skywalker. This to me, as much as it's good, it's something that, that Doug said earlier. Like we've had so much better. Te- this year alone, we've had better television. Like The Witcher is is in my opinion way better than this has any right to be but it's still good i still enjoyed it there's still moments of characterization especially in the first episode of of visually that they're able to do there's still a lot of good stuff with certain characters throughout the series that they're able to do 
I think one of my biggest issues is as much as it's trying to be different, it's also weighed down by how it's weighed down by the by the packaging in which it's in. So it feels like it can't ever expand to be something else. It has to be Star Wars. And I'm hoping season two is like, okay, guys, you get you did you got us a good foundation. You did good for first season. But this is season one shit. I need your next season to be like season two of Game of Thrones, season two of Arrow, season two of some of the best shows ever fucking made. You need to be season two good. Not if just anyone okay. from Disney is listening, do not make this like the fucking Arrow. We need like six more Mandalorians. <laughs> but you need to, you, your, your level right now is not sufficient for a second season. You need to have good shit for season two. Because season one, let, let's just admit, season one is just a TV show version of Mad Max. Like, I, I don't think they the go forward and they go back. No, no, doesn't. <laughs> I'll explain it more in the spoilers. Uh, as far as my overall rating, uh, there are parts that I enjoy. There are parts where I was just like, this is going nowhere, but then it brings it right back. So I got to give this six out of, uh, 6.5. Holy shit, they fucked that Stormtrooper up out of 10. <laughs> Why do the Stormtroopers <laughs> even wear Why do they wear armor? They literally are useless. Like, they, they just get plastic. Oh, boy, someone gets fucked yeah, up. Yeah, they don't need to give them armor. They need to give them fucking wings because of all the <laughs> air that they get. If we're going to be honest, it's, 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 it's just good insulation. Like, yeah, because oh, yeah. like, 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 so, so one guy gets barbecued alive and, like, totally burnt to a crisp. One dude gets smashed with a hammer and his head gets squashed, dude, crushed. Dude, one guy in. gets melted. I, I fucking love oh, that. That part where that dude fell into that welding thing or whatever, that was amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was great in the last episode. Yeah, that was a nice effect. Hammer Girl. We, she, she, from the raid, they got Hammer Girl from the raid to come back. <laughs> Dude, if she takes off her helmet and it is that hammer girl, I would give this like ten out of ten. No, it's what I love. Even the side characters in this show, they don't really go out like bitches. Like everybody's fighting to survive. That's probably the one of the best parts of the show. Is everyone's like, "No, fuck it, I want a cool." That that last scene though that you're talking about, where they threw that stormtrooper into that welding machine, that that was good. But like, it was like a millisecond. Like they they sped up as much as they could. I could tell that yeah, was very it's a rehearsed. Show. <laughs> because you get eviscerated. It's I was a little getting... bit of sugar in your medicine. Yeah, I was. It's almost as. It's almost as gory as that bit from Last Jedi when that dude got blown up in that electrical thing where he's like blows into chunky pieces. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned The Last Jedi because I was going to say I was getting strong Red Room vibes from it. The camera was in the same position where, you know, the person was in the middle fighting off left and right. Uh, I, 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 nah. I see it, what you it, almost kind of mean, but it was that same. I mean, it's it's well, frank. Well, but anyway, so uh, moving on to some spoilery stuff. I mean, I know there's quite a few things, but... I mean, what do you think is the biggest stuff that we should talk about in terms of spoilery details? Uh, well, if we're going full into spoilers, I've spoken for the last time. Uh, I, I was so bummed they killed off Cleo. <laughs> and that's, again, the last thing, the one thing I was so bummed about, he, he didn't say I have spoken at all in his final episode. I was just like, come on, <laughs> one more time, one more time. time. That would have been great. Oh, his last dying breath, I have spoken. <laughs> that would have been too cheesy, but I still would have liked it. Ah, <laughs> uh, but I mean, it just goes to show how great Nick Nolte was in the role too. But um, also in terms of deaths, uh, I mean, technically he died twice, but they also killed off IG Eleven. So in the most badass way possible. I'm not just gonna wait up there. I'm gonna walk through fucking lava. <laughs> that was fucking yeah, that badass. was so great. Uh, the one thing that I, I kind of was like, why did you guys fucking do that? Was like how they not killed Carl Weathers. Yeah, that no, was, I was fine with that. Killed? Hey, he, he, like, they showed that, that he put that stuff in his pocket. It was fine for me. It, that is a put... huge cliche that I did not I mean know in here. I know it's a cliche, but I love the cliche. It is the stuff his armor is made out of. He's anyway. the only people in the, like, okay, the uh, what was it? There are only two people in this entire show that's ever survived a direct blast with a fucking laser. The Mandalorian and Carl Weathers. Yeah, and with the same material, too. So, there you go. Everybody <laughs> else has died instantly. It's called having yeah. swag. <laughs> well, or being the luckiest I, motherfucker alive. I did find it cool too that I mean, you say about what's what's going to happen in season two. They're clearly establishing Giancarlo Esposito to be the main bad guy for the rest of the show. It seems like you know. Good. Gus decided to. Gus actually somehow survived the Breaking Bad and is going to space. El Paso Chicken. <laughs> that dude space. will always play bad guys. He is so good at playing villains. I don't know and what it is. And honest. he's affordable. And yeah. he, and well, he was also kind of disappointing in this. I mean, yeah, again, they, they're, they're not trying really. not to blow their load with his character. Like, they want to well, save him for Well, they definitely didn't. <laughs> well, they, they clearly have ideas for him in season two, but it's like, 
Uh, oh, what the fuck's his name? Yeah, they can't get fucking Hugo Weaving anymore. So like, oh, let's get this guy. Hugo <laughs> Weaving so mean about being in stuff people like. <laughs> I will not sully myself by being back in the Marvel Universe. Meanwhile, Hugo Weaving can Michael go May. do another Transformers movie and shut the fuck <laughs> yeah, up. Yeah, what the fuck? You're Transformers. <laughs> you have no right to talk. He's so full of shit. It, that, nah, if I, I ever met him, I'd be like, so you like oh. them, them robot cars, huh? He might beat the shit out of you. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want to get into a fight with Hugo Weaving. I'm just he saying. Would, <laughs> he would take a glass of room temperature tea and throw it at my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> You would be keeping in your skull shouting, tell me you liked me in Transformers. Tell me you liked me in Transformers. I was in the Oscar Award winning Hacksaw Ridge. <laughs> and he was one of the best actors in that movie too. But, but I mean, I, I like seeing Giancarlo Esposito getting more to do. I mean, he's, I, I think the biggest thing with him, I was kind of surprised. So that was a lightsaber he had at the end of the show, right? No, and no, I was no, just no, about no. to say that it was, was the one thing I predicted. Sword from Knights of the it Old wasn't Republic. a lightsaber. What it is is uh, in the Star Wars uh, mythos, uh, lightsabers are are the most powerful thing. But people have created essentially like mini light lightsabers, where it's like we're getting the same kind of idea, but we're using it for different kind of weapons. That way, we can get different looking kind of swords and shit. Because lightsabers are just this fucking like here's a tube of yogurt. And here's it was you fight with. Whereas people are actually making curved blades for actual like warfare. It's dollar yeah, well, a lightsaber. I, well, because this one apparently is a, a from what I read, it's a dark saber they call it. Because right. that's why it has those, that dark shadowy center in the middle of it kind of thing. It's a black so, lightsaber. Yeah, those yeah, swords are literally invented in the Star Wars universe, so Jedi can fight other people without other people having lightsabers. That's pretty much it. Yeah, I mean, because yeah, I know yeah. in um, Kotor they had like vibro swords that could deflect lightsabers too. So this I feel is like, like that's I feel like that's a version of that. Yeah, probably or something. It's like that. cool. I think it only exists for one. Exists in the show for one of two reasons: one, so that they can actually have like a, a weapon that can go through the Mandalorian's armor, and two, so that they can actually create something that doesn't just look like a fucking uh, fluorescent light tube. They're like, hey, we a can weapon. actually have curved blades or something that looks like a broadsword or something that looks like a fucking war axe. I was really yeah. happy, though, speaking about this lightsaber, that they did what I predicted, was that it would be the last thing that you see before the show ends. It's like, all right, here it is. Now shut the fuck up. You got your lightsaber. Like, Okay, but, uh, man, I do not want to see a fight. forcing in lightsabers is Star Wars' specialty, and I, I got really a question hate about that, that shit. When he was carving his way out of the crash TIE Fighter... Were any of you all disappointed that he didn't step out with half a face straight? <laughs> oh, just as Bradley won the review. That that was that was a missed opportunity. He, I'm more upset by the fact that he somehow cut a hole in there and it didn't fall back on him due to the weight. <laughs> that was funny. He cut he cut through it just like yeah. So and you just hear him, like damn it, bleeding. God damn it. Do you guys think <laughs> that next season he's gonna cut off one of Mando's hands? Do you think they're going to fall back on one of those? I know, he's going to cut his fucking helmet in half. I mean, that would kill him, but... No, no, it's going to be a situation <laughs> where he's going to fucking hit the helmet, and as it's going down trying to kill him, Pedro Pascal like lifts the helmet out and just kind of like gets a rag to hide his face and runs off. Oh, and Maybe. gets like a cool scar. No, fuck his helmet up. I guarantee you, I, I'll, I'll predict this right now. Season 2 of The Mandalorian, that helmet's getting fucking destroyed. No, that's a bad prediction. You can't mess okay, up your we'll, IP. Okay, we'll see what happens next year. Oh, okay, yeah, guys, guys, I'm heading to work, so I'm at to hop off, but it was great okay, talking to well, you all. No, it's great talking to you, and you know what? This, this is the way. This, this is, the, is way. the way. He has spoken.